Welcome to the Pickup. I'm Kevin Walsh, and another Super Bowl is in the books, and another Super Bowl trophy for the New England Patriots. And what can you say about this team? Uh, the dynasty continues as they have six Super Bowls in this stretch, and in this stretch, they have now managed to tie the record with the Pittsburgh Steelers for most Super Bowls by a franchise. It is absolutely incredible how this team continues to roll. The fact that they won a 37-31 overtime shootout to get to the Super Bowl and then in the Super Bowl are able to win 13-3 is so amazing. And then the fact that this was their largest margin of victory in any of their Super Bowl games is, is even more incredible. They are undeniably the greatest dynasty of all time. I talked about this after they had beat the Chiefs, that this is not as much about one individual player. It is about the machine, and the machine rolls on, and they asked Brady at the end of the game if he was going retiring. He said mid-40s, so this thing doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. I have no doubt that Belichick is trying to stay around past Tom Brady, so he's not going anywhere unbelievable as they continue to roll. But the thing is, when a team wins their sixth Super Bowl in less than 20 years, what are the talking points? Like, what do we come in and talk about when everybody kind of agrees on a lot of these things? But I've got three things that I've seen kind of discussed uh, that or things that I just find relevant after Sunday's result. The first is a lot of people have now decided that this Super Bowl puts Tom Brady as the greatest athlete of all time. A lot of people putting up side-by-sides of Tom Brady and Michael Jordan, and that's hilarious. Like, there is nothing, nothing that shows how pointless it is to debate the single greatest football player of all time than a game in which Tom Brady was, not that Tom Brady wasn't, oh, he wasn't that special, or Tom Brady was just good, Tom Brady was below average. Tom Brady was kind of bad in the Super Bowl. He made a couple of big throws, of course. I mean, again, it's still Tom Brady. He's going to make some big throws. But at the end of the day, he wasn't one of the five best players on his team in yesterday's game. And this is now going to further his legacy because now he has won the most Super Bowls of any player in the history of the sport. Go talk in football is so pointless and when, and when you're, you know, you're going to hear a lot of people today, a lot of people at the office, you'll, you'll hear it for the next week about how Tom Brady is undeniably the single greatest football player and potentially the greatest athlete of all time. Hey, just, just ask the people, what if he lost that game? Because those 13 points, nobody thought that 13 would be enough to beat this Rams football team. Uh, Brady was not one of the five best players for his team in yesterday's game. He was below average. Go talk... In, in football, when we talk about players especially, very, very pointless. The second thing is this, what this does mean, though, for Bill Belichick. Because this is the greatest defensive performance in the history of the Super Bowl. This is a legacy builder. This goes to the top of the resume. When we talk about Belichick's greatest accomplishments, longevity to me is what sits at the top for both him and Brady. But an individual game, this game right there is at the absolute top. To hold an offense that averaged 33 points per game, 
to just three? This team didn't score a touchdown. It is unbelievable stuff from Bill Belichick. Here's, though, why I believe it is incredibly important. When we talk about legacy and we talk so... Because at the end of the day, even if I find Goat Talk pointless, everyone's going to talk about it, right? And it's always interesting if when you take, you know, the greats that you're currently watching and you ask yourself, man, can I really see somebody be better than this guy, right? Like, if you believe that Tom Brady is the best quarterback you have ever seen, like, ask yourself, what would it take for somebody to be better than Tom Brady? What would it take for somebody to be better than Bill Belichick, right? And I think the guy opposing... Belichick in this day, on the on the on this day, on the other side of the field, Sean McVay is someone that has the chance to be an all-time great coach. Now, the idea of him passing Belichick is not something that I would want to put out there because that's lunacy. But here's what I'll tell you: He is going to coach in this league, okay, barring anything drastic, for the next 30 years. He has the chance to be special, to be all-time. That's what Sean McVay has. And let's say he ends up having that all-time great career, and then people want to debate who is the best coach in football history, right? Bill Belichick name comes up. Sean McVay names comes up. And then you've got this head-to-head in which Bill Belichick owned, dominated, destroyed Sean McVay and his offense. This game was the most important game. And when you look at the result for Bill Belichick's legacy, for his resume, this goes to the tippy-tippy top because it was the most impressive game of Belichick's career. The third thing is I wanted to know what else this team could actually be chasing, right? Because, I mean... The consensus, the consensus, forget what you believe, forget what I believe, right? We can all acknowledge the consensus is that Belichick's the best coach of all time, that Brady's the best quarterback of all time, that this is the greatest dynasty of all time. Those three things are all consensus. So what else could they be chasing, right? Like they, like they don't, none of them seem like they're, they're looking to go away. What else could they be chasing? And I think that there is an actual answer. If there is something that this team is saying, we want to accomplish this. We have not, we cannot definitively say we have accomplished this. The the answer, perfect season. And I know that's insanity, right? To, to suggest that a team has to go perfect in order to reach a new level of accomplishment, but that's just where we're at. I mean, look, the next Super Bowl, if they win another Super Bowl, which you cannot count out, would mean that the Patriots as a franchise have the most Super Bowls of all time, which is great for the franchise as a whole, but at the end of the day, nobody's won more than Brady, nobody's won more than Belichick. It's that individual accomplishment. If somebody asks you, what is the greatest single-season football team of all time? Can the Patriots have a year where they are also the definitive answer to that? Ironically enough, the 07 Pats, for some people, could be the answer. That was the 16-0 regular season, 50 touchdowns from Brady, 23 receiving touchdowns by Randy Moss. 
a year that they were in the Super Bowl at 18-0 but lost to the Giants and was the 18-1 season. Now, had they won that Super Bowl, again, they would have accomplished every possible thing under the sun, right? But they didn't. So if, if you're thinking about, like, man, like when are these guys going to retire? Like, what else could these guys possibly do? I think that's your answer, is that this team is going to try and become definitively the single greatest single season team of all time. And how ridiculous is that to be the bar that the Patriots are now chasing? Let me talk, though, about the their opponent in the... LA Rams because for this game don't let it don't let it confuse you right I think a lot of people I'm sure today are going to want to go after Sean McVay and some people might uh try and say perhaps that he has been exposed I, I think that that is incredibly silly uh he went up against the greatest coach of all, of all time in Bill Belichick right don't don't overreact on the Sean McVay side of things and a lot of people kind of have been taking their shots at McVay because they feel like there have been coaches hired this offseason because of their relationships to Sean McVay don't don't take the shots at McVay at the end of the day this is a team that has been going now for the last two years in a row they've won their division both times they've made the playoffs right both times and they just got to the Super Bowl in year two they will be back. The question for me is, will they be back with Jared Goff? I said that Brady was below average, right? Jared Goff was awful in this game. Awful. You remember how I said in the, the preview that Goff will miss easy ones? Do you remember that back of the end zone would-be touchdown to Brandon Cooks that the McCourty uh, made a fantastic play on? That shouldn't have been... A situation where the uh, McCourty had a chance to make that special play. The ball should have been there an hour and a half ago. But it wasn't. Jared Goff missed it. And I know there's a lot of people out there that like Jared Goff. And look, Jared Goff can make some special, special throws. I'm not telling you that he's a bad quarterback. But he's not an elite quarterback. And Sean McVay is going to get the most out of his quarterback. I fully believe that. So I look at this team, right, and I ask myself, do they need to give Jared Goff the biggest contract that a quarterback has ever been given? Because that's the trajectory that we're going on, I think at least, right? Like this team, if they make the playoffs again next year, which they certainly would be expected to, that would mean that under three years with Sean McVay, Jared Goff has made the playoffs. That would mean in three of his four seasons as a, a pro, he would make the playoffs, and everybody would say, sign me up. Keep, let, let, let us keep Jared Goff. And I just don't know if they need to do that. This was an idea that was floated around midway through the year where people were just talking about the most valuable thing in football being that rookie contract quarterback that is really, really good because of your ability to put assets in other spots on the field before you actually have to then pay that quarterback what he is worth and I don't think Jared Goff is even close to being worth highest paid quarterback money in the league I don't think that he is an elite quarterback I don't really think that Jared Goff is ever going to be a top 10 quarterback in this league so I think that this is something to watch because I, I said it for 
you know, the Bears, when their season end, like next year is all about the Bears getting answers from Mitch Trubisky. They need to find out who Mitch Trubisky is. For the Rams, they need to find out who Jared Goff is. Can they win a Super Bowl because of Jared Goff, not in spite of of Jared Goff. I you don't or not even you don't want Jared Goff just be along for the ride. You want a quarterback that you win because of. And I don't know if that is what Jared Goff is. Now, I'm not going to come on here and go all hot takey and say that they need to trade Jared Goff right now. That's pointless. They have a whole nother year to figure this out. Okay? And you need to watch and see if the development is there because he still is a young quarterback. And you need to see how this next season plays out and find out what he demands in terms of a contract. Also, what he could potentially demand on the open trade market. Because the reality is, if the Rams see that Jared Goff is going to command one of these all-time big quarterback contracts, right? But everybody kind of knows he's not really worth that, right? Because there's a lot of these guys that get these contracts, and they're like, ah, what are you going to do? You have to break the bank for him. You, you kind of got no choice. Eh, you got a choice here if you're the Rams. You have a choice that at the end of next year, if you flip Jared Goff and find yourself in a situation then to take the top quarterback in the 2020 draft, a draft that is supposed to have some pretty good quarterbacks in it, pair with Sean McVay, that just might be the better route to go. So I've talked about it again with some other teams, right? Like this offseason for the Cowboys will define the next half decade of Cowboys football, most likely. That is the trajectory that which I believe they are going on. The, the, the Bears have to find out what they have in Mitch Trubisky. The Rams right now, I think, kind of got an idea what you got in Jared Goff. I need him to change that because if he doesn't, then I'm going to come on here and say that they should trade him and then that they should retool because you cannot be paying Jared Goff top, top quarterback money because I don't believe Jared Goff is a top, top quarterback. We'll see how that develops. Overall, though, still a great season for the Rams. All right, that'll do it for the Super Bowl recap. Going with a shorter episode because we might be back later in the week depending on how the NBA trade deadline goes. If we get the Anthony Davis trade, I am not waiting all the way until next Monday. I'll likely be back then on the Friday to go through all of the trades on the podcast. So so keep a lookout for that. I was kind of kept checking my phone throughout this podcast, see if AD ended up getting traded uh, throughout the episode. He did not, but we will see. So, so enjoy the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you rate. Make sure you review. Find me on Twitter. Twitter at the Kevin Walsh if you want to follow for any updates or follow along for the tweets. That will be greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you guys for stopping by, and I'll see you next time.